0: This is a moment in wine and hip-hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip-hop at the highest level.
1: Wine and hip-hop, wine and music. Tell me up. you know what it is. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip-hop really mirrors the, the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, yeah, what's good, Josh, your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. the Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. I got the big homie Arsonist from the Heat Makers in the building, man. How you feeling?
2: Good, my brother. Can't complain.
1: Yeah, man, I know I know you working, man. Um, We're going to start this off, man. Just a, a R.I.P. to Fred the Godson, man. We're going to dedicate this show to Fred, dog. Um, Sorry for your loss, man. I know you two was close as hell. Like when I think about you, I think about you and Fred constantly in the studio. So I know that that work ethic was like, was crazy, man. What was it like? How would you describe Fred's talent? Go,
0: frozen, I'm going rap till we find a garage to put the rose in. Tell your garage, I goes in. Shooters outside your aunt's garage, you owe him. What you expect? Every shot of be silent, you in dead, yeah. in dead to be a silent, and in the BX we known for being violent, yeah. clap that heat, everybody they gon' squeeze, like cheap ass seats, everybody he knows
2: bleeds. His talent was definitely once in a generation, if not once in a lifetime talent, for the people that understood what he did with rhymes, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people, for the people that didn't know, they might have thought he was like a regular rapper that just, you know, like... <clears throat> Played around with words like any other rapper, but if you really break his rhymes apart, he was one of the few rappers that could say a line that could mean three to four different things, and they all make sense with the song at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So he just did things, and he did it effortlessly. Cause he, I would work with him, and we would knock out songs like full songs in an hour. You know what I mean? From nothing, from like just the thin air, like me making the beat and him writing two verses and a hook. Like we did that shit on multiple occasions. You know what I'm saying? I remember. Six months before him passing, it was like uh, some company wanted to give him some money right before Christmas, matter of fact, for him to give him like eight songs, eight new songs, and he didn't want to use none of the songs that we were working on. So one night, he just stayed in the studio, and he knocked out eight brand new records to give to that company for the next day. Crazy. (laughs) I mean, Fred's work ethic was different, man. He he pushed me to work harder. Like I I believe I work hard, but he pushed me to, to a different
1: gear yeah man nah he was yo bro like my wife he was my wife's favorite rapper for a minute like and my wife she's not into hip-hop or crazy like that but i play some of the records and she would like pick up on the same shit we love double entendres triple entendres and shit like that and the way he would put them together was crazy but he was also mad humble with it like extra humble you know so nah man definitely um you know, somebody we gonna miss for a long time, bro. Um Now that said, like, you guys being in the studio so much, what was like the the drink of choice? I mean, you're in the studio with a lot of people overall, but like, you know, being in, what would you say is like the drink of choice in the studio? What,
2: like liquor-wise?
1: Yeah, anything, it could be liquor, it could be whatever.
2: Yeah, cause I was gonna say, honestly, it's gonna sound weird, but the, drinker, the drink of choice is probably fucking water, man, like. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody realize that like the type of hours that we pulling in the studio, you know, like certain types of liquor is gonna slow you down a little bit. Depending on, you know, we not talking about wines. I'm talking about like like hard liquor. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a few artists that drink, but for the most part, it's usually it's usually a bunch of weed smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like like this type of like this type of wine right here. Like, I take this home and put that in the refrigerator and and I drink that at home, chilled, man. Like in the studio, if I try to, that's more like chilling to me. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like nothing to do. That's that. That's when the, the 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 liquor come out, but not too much for me, anyway.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny, man? Like I always feel like wine and weed is so similar because the same way you'll have a bunch of different strains. That's just a in wine. It's called a varietal, so it's a different variety of grape. So the same way you'll have like Granny Smith apples and red apples. That's just a different varietal. And
2: same effect. Like my my wife, in order to calm down, she gotta she gotta get some wine. You know, like my daughter's stressing out. She gotta need <laughs> forty five minutes to herself with a glass of wine. And I I get it. You know what I mean? So to me, it's the same effect as weed. Yeah. Depending on the person.
1: Yeah, yeah, most one hundred percent, man. So. What, um, the wine I brought out, I actually, I paired this wine with your personality right here, you know what I'm saying? This Frederick Savart L'Overture Premier Cru, you know, we, I copped this from one of my favorite liquor stores, Verve, favorite wine shops, Verve, um, but it's my favorite champagne producer, hands down.
2: You know, it's crazy, I want to taste it, but I feel like I don't want to open it either, man.
1: (laughs) Yo, you know... You know what that just mean? We gotta we gotta set some more deliveries up, man. Cause that's, one, it, that's one to enjoy. You know what I mean? It's um so with Champagne, now I, I compared you to like the Champagne region overall, um, because Champagne is known for its cuvee or blends. And you're right. someone whose style is synonymous with sampling records, and it's taking all those different elements that are dope on their own and bringing them together to create something new. So right. the, um, and it's funny, it's like you wouldn't even think about champagne as being a blend, but um, usually champagne will have like three different grapes that'll have like Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier, and Pinot Noir. Savart overall, man, it's, it's a dope, they're a dope producer, man. But um, now what, you got a bunch of different hip hop people Getting into wine overall. You got Snoop just got his shit. E40 got his wine. Jay. Um, have you Ray- noticed like all Ray, Rayquan? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, have you noticed wine popping up in more studio sessions or just overall a lot of the artists that you're working with?
2: Yeah, I just think it's it's almost like the 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 mature liquor. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, after, when you get to a certain age you feel funny drinking hard liquor all the time you feel like an alcoholic you know what I mean like I think with wine it's almost like like I said the, the, the qualities are the same the marijuana in a sense is like you you chill out you can kind of relax you can focus if you need to focus depending on the wine that you're drinking depending on the weed that you're smoking so it's like I think it's just a mature thing to drink at, at a certain point and, and and I think artists are starting to realize that like they're their audience is that they have an older audience now. Like Snoop got an older audience, Ray got an older audience, and their their audience is drinking wine now. This ain't like back in the day when niggas is just drinking penny. You know what I mean? They are drinking wine. That's what's that's what's in there. They got wine cabinets now. Right, right, right. I think it's just a different day and age, man. Hip hop is old now. <laughs> when I say old, I don't mean it in a sense like we are. I just mean like it's an age. It's a it's an age genre of music now, just like rock and roll, just like, just like the blues, just like you know what I mean. It got years on it now, so we gotta do mature shit.
1: Shit is getting age. You guys, it's, it's age time.
2: You gotta set the precedence, because there is no right or wrong at this point. We setting the precedents because we the like the J's and the Dr. Dre's. They the real first generation of getting money out of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Endorsement deals and shit like that. So they kind of got to push the envelope on, on what they trying to endorse or what they trying to push. And I think wine makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Now with you as, as a producer, use samples, what are some of the, um, the elements and samples that you look for when you're, when you putting something together?
2: Um, I think it got to have a certain type of energy to it. And when, when I say certain type of energy, it doesn't have to be like a, like a over-the-top energy. It just has to have a feeling to it where you know that I can enhance this. Like, it, it already has the foundation to it. I just got to make it better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of times people sample something because it seems like it's easy and it's right there. Like, I don't like those samples. I kind of like the samples where you got to, you gotta make it into what you hear in your head. You know the elements are there, but you just kind of gotta recreate it and, and form it into that. So, I mean, I really don't know how to describe my my style, but I just think my sound is like soul music meets rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if, yeah. If it is anything,
1: them fucking drums, man. Them drums on that Jones album, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the um, that's the rock and roll side of it. Is the drums?
1: Yeah, nah. You definitely definitely snap on. on A lot of joints, man. Um, I'm noticing, like, so there's a lot of, like, rapper slash producer collab albums happening. You know, you got, like, Freddie Gibbs just dropped one today with Alchemist. I mean, you know, a bunch bunch of producers, like, mixing up. And you dropped the El Capo. You and Jones put together El Capo last year. And... I mean, I've heard people say that that's Jim Jones' best work of his career. It was hands down a classic, front to
2: back. I mean, everything went. I think it was the best project he's ever put out, in my opinion. But Jim has been gradually getting better and better, so to me, it's only natural. It's you know, it's natural progression. So the, the next project should be better than El Capo. Yeah. If, if go the way he's supposed to. Right. Right. What was
1: that process like? Like, what made you two? Because you've always worked together. You know, I see Jones in there damn near every time I pass through. Like, yeah. what? What said? All right, it's time for us to do a project together.
2: I think we just had a bunch of records that were skeletons. You know what I'm saying? Like one verse, no hook, maybe a hook, no verses or maybe two verses, No Hook. We had a bunch of those records. So at one point, we was just sitting down, running through records. And he was like, yo, we should just do a Heatmaker, Jim Jones project. Kind of like a compilation project, put a bunch of different people on there. And as we started working on it and finishing up records and starting to match records up together, and you know, line them up and shit. Me personally, I started to realize what type of record we had. I'm like, this shit is sounding, this shit is special. You know what I'm saying? And, and I used to text him and tell him, I'm like, yo, Jim, I don't know if you're listening to this shit the way that I'm listening to it, but this shit is different, man. Like, this is not a regular project. This shit is, this shit, every record is sounding crazy. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, you know, let's just keep working. But I don't think he's seen it yet. Cause I've seen it from the point, I've seen it from halfway through El Capo. Right. Before records like State of the Union was done, before records like um, Pity in the Summer was done, like, before a lot of records was done. I seen it. You know what I'm saying,
1: right? What was the record that said like, "Yo, we got an album here"? Like, what, what chain What really like pushed you to to push him? Um, probably, probably New York City. Join with Fat Joe. Yeah.
0: Heatmakers. Crack music, crime and murder rate. That rose up. Every time he got a bird and crack rose up. I'm jogging Central Park. Don't need mistaken identity. Watch for the scammers because they taking identities. Your pieces hit. It's 8 million stories on a daily basis. Niggas chasing dreams and catchin' scary cases. Number pitching to the fiends until they clear the bases. I knew niggas that was wide like they were in braces. Probably
2: New York, because New York City was done when we had about. When we was about fifty percent through, yeah, that shit hard. <laughs> you know, New York City was like maybe like the sixth or seventh record to get done off El Capo.
1: Yeah, it's funny, man. You mentioned Jones getting better. I feel like your style also advanced and matured a lot. Also, like it's like you said, it's it's the rock and roll mixed with like soul. But I'm hearing the drums play. I'm hearing the soul even take a little bit more of a backseat and just on some chill melody shit, like less voices. Was there something that like brought
2: that along for you? I just think I'm, I'm always aware that I'm working on a project, you know what I mean? And a project can't, it, it can't be the same emotions running all the way through it. Right. That's why sometimes, you know, sometimes less is more. Sometimes you just gotta, like, if you listen to For the Love of the Hustle, I barely put any drums in there. I just kind of left it bare, and. So people could hear him, and it was just about a groove. And then there's other records where, like, um, make no issues of it. I go crazy with the drums. And- S- so listen things I can start with.
0: Heat makers. Heat makers. And I'm not crab here crab to make no issues crab. of it. Crab. Where we ball, even the fans, and took pictures of it. Capo. And I'm not here to make no issues of it. Facts. The where we ball, even the feds took pictures of it. They wouldn't understand before the grand what we did in public. I came to your blackest point of out like which nigga was it? Which nigga was it? Got these niggas hang, cause these bitches love it. Love us lane, they know we love the game, we hit the strip and hug
2: it. I just kinda try to balance it out so where everybody when you're listening, it kinda takes you on a it takes you on a ride. It ain't really just like one song riding all the way through. That shit feels like different moods and different it's different melodies, you know what I mean? It's just a bunch of di- different shit happening. And it's, a, it's an album, it's 16 records. I gotta keep you interested for 16 records. And th- that's not the easiest thing to do when you're dealing with uh, a single, a solo artist on one project for 16 records, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think it was mission accomplished. Enjoy
1: your wine and hip hop? Well check out our YouTube channel for our new segment, The Pregame, with my dog, Jerome Fenton our mutual love for hip-hop and his crazy questions about wine were some of the components that compelled us to launch wine and hip-hop so we decided to talk that shit on camera wine is the album review. welcome to the pregame for more information log on to wineandhiphop.com and check the video section or go to youtube and search the original wine and Nah, I definitely snapped on that one. And man, I, I would be remiss to to talk to not talk about that hard project with Joel and Crooked Eye. Yeah, that came out today. Bruh, <laughs> I played the, that first track. I stopped it after one minute and got up and walked away. This nigga Crooked Eye. Took a it. whole shit on that record. Man. We met each other on a magazine cover. It's like God told us we had to be brothers in this rap music. Never fucking with beat makers, just a beat makers. We it. make it. All held the king, I'm
0: back. This time around, I'm coming to get it all. Bigger in the hood than fitting All Yeah, I'm killing y'all.
1: Porsche with the ceiling off. Pink blacker than the skin in Senegal. I'm night crawling like Jake Gyllenhaal. All independent, though. But you can't tell by the way I'm spending, though. Out here talking slick as the kitchen flow. Y'all rock aluminum cans. Your jewelry's Michelin. Hey, Mine got the, them green with the These niggas piccolo.
2: As part of his rhyme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Yo. Know, that beat that beat because um Joel and uh, Crook was working on a, on their project and I you know I was doing my tools of a pro masterclass. So every time before my class would come in, I would just make a beat real quick before they got in so I could show them kind of how certain shit works. And that's that's the beat I threw together real quick before the master class, and Crook was there. Crook kept saying, Yo, I need that masterclass beat. And I'm like, What are you talking about? He said the shit you was making when we was just having because it was me, him and Joel in the room. We was all talking and while we was talking, I was just making a beat mid conversation. Yeah. So at one point, Crook just stopped and was like, Yo, that beat is crazy. And I'm like, You fuck with it? And that's how the whole shit really came together for that. Because that was just a beat to kind of show the students like this is what I do, this, this is how I did it. That you know what I mean? Yeah, so
1: yeah. yo, my nigga. I, I, I tuned into and I heard I heard a snippet of that joint on IG. And I knew Crook it is a dangerous MC, but bro. I had to step away from that one. I played one minute, and I I, I stepped away. Like this shit is too hard, man. Like the, the the project rings true to the name, bro. But you you work you work with so many dangerous MCs, man. Like what if you had to give an upcoming rapper some advice that you've seen all these dangerous MCs utilize and they craft? What would you tell them?
2: I'd say put put yourself around people that you feel could be better than you, and try to and try and try to be better than them. It's like mm. still still, you know what I mean. You can't you can't be around people who you smoke all day and expect to get better. Yeah, yeah. It work like that. At some point in your career, you gotta feel threatened by talent by somebody else's talent. That's the only way you are gonna get better. Mm. You know what I mean. That's what's gonna push you to another level you didn't think you had when you get when you get threatened by somebody else's talent, and you right. feel like there's a chance this person could knock me off my block. In a in a in a, a healthy competition way, not in no you know what I mean no no L- hate
1: shit
2: being like healthy competition. You're supposed to feel like that.
1: Right, right. Yo, nah. I mean, you definitely touching some crazy projects right now, bro. Like, what are there any? artist that you would look to do another collab album with or you just like to play it natural?
2: I'm actually um I'm actually doing one. We well, actually did one with Currency. We're about to get it mixed. Well I'm gonna mix it. He's gonna send me his files and I'm gonna mix it. But um me and Currency got one coming out hopefully in the next 60 days sometime. Um Currency's do- an animal. I'm doing a well Fred had finished all his vocals, so we're doing a Gorilla Glue part two with Fred and Joelle. I'm um I got a I got a, a project with Fred called Contraband Three. We we were seven records in, so I'm gonna make it into an EP. It's gonna be a seven record EP. Contraband three, that's that's gonna be fire. I think it's one of Fred's best projects. But it's we only did seven records, so it's gonna be an EP, but it's fire. Mm. Um you know, me and Jones, El Capo part two, more than likely, um before the year is out, hopefully, you know what I mean, if everything is what it is. Um Me and Cam were putting a project together called uh, King Jaffe. uh, (laughs) That's fire. (laughs) We just got to, you know, we just got to sit down and really, we we did a bunch of records already. We just got to sit down and really get it together. But all this shit, you know, kind of slowed down the way people could really work. But, yeah, I got a bunch of things I'm working on, man. A bunch of things. So I'm just hoping... I'm just hoping everybody it, it comes out the way it's supposed to and people get a chance to hear it because it's, it's good music.
1: Yeah, nah I mean that just what you spit off just sounds crazy. Like how did you and currency end up linking up to the point where it's like let me cause this mo- currency be over
2: there. You know what I'm saying? How did how did that work out? That shit was one day. <laughs> me, and, me and currency, some my man hit me from um my man hit me from uh, I think he he was working at I don't know I want to say complex. He hit me. and said, "Yo, currency is in town. He's looking for a studio to work at." Da da da, da, da. I said, "Yo, he could come here, but we got to do some heatmaker records. I'm not re- I'm I'm not into recording somebody else's music on on my time. I'd rather book him a room someplace else. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So he was like, "All right, let me highlight him." So he highlighted him. a Currency He was like, "Hell yeah, that's what I wanted to do in the first place." So he brought him through. I played about one or two beats. The second beat, he was like, yo, load that up. So I loaded it up. About 20 minutes later, he goes in the booth. He puts down a verse and a hook. And um, I think uh, Smoke Dizzle was here. Smoke Dizzle did a feature on it. Then he said, yo, pull up another beat. So I pulled up. I played another couple beats. He stopped me. He said, yo, pull that up. He wrote another record, did a record by himself. He said, pull up another beat. I pulled up a beat. He did a verse. He said, yo, put Jim on this. I said, all right, cool. He said, pull up one more, man. Fuck it. He said, only <laughs> He said, Yo, fuck it, it's only 12. Pull up another one. So now we're on the fourth one at 12 o'clock. So we did four, and I just emailed him a couple of beats, and he did did one more. We're going to make it into a five-song EP.
1: Yo. This motherfucker was dropping an album every month for like
2: a year, bro. Let me tell you something. Nobody works faster than that man right there, man. That dude, I, by the time I probably... Put the beat up, did some other shit, came back, he had a verse done. About record breaking time. Like (laughs) crazy. crazy.
1: Nah, currency's one of my favorite rappers, man. Like what I liked about what I like about him is he puts out so many different projects. And it's easy for a rapper that puts out a lot of projects to kind of have the same feel, the same vibe. Everyone almost has a different sound, different energy. You know, a whole different thing. Like for him to be able to constantly recreate, um, to to like renew himself like that is crazy. Yeah, he's dope. That's wow. I was just about to ask, like, damn, have you seen? Who else have you seen work in that same
2: fashion? But I mean, it sounds crazy. Like Jim works fast, but currency works fast, but also Jim doesn't write. Right. Right. So, you know, of course, it's probably gonna take him a little longer to get it together, but Jim still works fast. Fred, Fred used to work fast as fuck. Um Cam works pretty fast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. Cam is always prepared, man. Like Cam got verses on deck at all times, it seems. But Cam yeah. Cam works fast.
1: Like I said, Cam always Cam old school like me, man.
2: Always got always got some heat on deck. Like, you know, I don't know if you've seen that clip I put up on my page. It was, it was a clip from Pity in the Summer when we were recording it. And I played the beat for Cam. And he was like, yo, you ready? And I'm like, what you mean? He's, I said, you ready? He said, yeah. So he goes in the booth. And I got the shit on my page. And the shit is damn near real time. It's not like the <laughs> shit wasn't edited like that. The nigga was just ready to go. <laughs> on, on the video, you can hear, like, the surprise in my voice. Like, yo, you ready? Because I literally just started playing it for him. That's and he crazy. Was like, yeah, Hey, where the gorilla that? I'm like, "Oh, this nigga's is nigga is
1: prepared. I'm anxious to hear that Joffy Joe man act.
2: So mom, like, I, I just like, hope the whole project sound like that. Kumbaya. I gotta find a way to do a part two to that, to yeah. kill a cam. Yo, bro. Need
1: streets, the streets want it, man. Like, I feel like a lot of people might say, um, Dipset Anthem is the joint that, like, made everybody look at the heat makers. But to me, that Killer Cam record, <laughs> that shit. To, you know what it kind of sounds like even now? like. Oh, like, if you take the vocals away, the way that um, drill music kind of sounds like nowadays, it got that back undertone beat that's moving with it, you know what I'm
2: saying? you, man. I think I might have been ahead of my time a little bit, man. Yo, it bro. Credit for, the, for for a lot of that. Niggas was... I, would, I ain't gonna say it. I'll just leave it alone, man. It was, <laughs> it conversation. I ain't trying to dig myself in a hole nowhere, but all I'm saying is... A lot of shit got spearheaded off of, off of that dipset sound. Yeah, a lot of shit you hear today is is derived from that. Definitely, I mean, oh, I was, that's how it's supposed to be. No, nah, of see?
1: course, it's a it's an evolution, man. I was talking to my son about this. It's funny, my son be putting me on the music now too. He put me on the fucking Sleepy Hollow and Chef yeah. G and all these dudes. I wasn't up on that. And, um, you know, I was talking to him about this era in in music and like, you know, when I'm telling him where I was at mentally during that time, I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, bro, you've seen these guys grow up and mature. Even like Jim now, you know, Jim is still a a goon, but he's a grown up goon. (laughs)
2: Person.
1: Yeah. So like. For you to see that transition and, and all of them grow from, like, literally boys to men, man, like, what's that like?
2: I don't think you really, I don't think you notice it. It's like, you grow up with a friend, you, you, you guys kind of mature together. You know what I mean? Like, there's moments that you're kind of like, damn, this, this person got more mature because I know how they would have handled something. But I think for the most part, it's like any friend that you're around, like, because you're around them so much, you don't really notice the maturity until years later when you step back and you're like, oh, shit, this person actually matured. You know what I mean? Like, like, to me, Jim is from where Jim came from, early 2000 late 90s when I met him. You know what I mean? Like, 99, 2000 till now, it's a whole different person. He's a father. He's a, he's a husband. You know what I mean? Like, he got a nice crib in Jersey. He's chilling. Like, he's just yeah. a... He's karma. He don't really have a reason to be for nobody no more. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like this is where pe- people strive to get in life is to that point where they could just chill and sit back and and just be like, you know what I mean? I see why I went through all of that shit to get to this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nah, man. I mean that that era was was so important. I'm just I'm glad to hear you still fucking putting bombs on these niggas' heads right now, man. Because. That lineup that you just said, I'm ready, my G. Like, I know the streets
2: want to hear that shit. I have to, man. I feel like, and I know maybe it's just me bugging. I feel like I just never got my just due, man. Only way I'm going to get it is to keep pressuring them. Yeah, you got it. You know it. What I mean? Like, I feel like if I don't keep the pressure on them, it'll be an excuse to kind of write me off. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they kind of got to keep talking about me right now while I'm doing relevant shit. If I drop off for a second, it's, it's reason for them to say like, "Yo, I told you, man, like, he's cool." But you know what I mean? This shit kinda sound kind of old. And the, every excuse in the book. So I got, I, I kind of got to keep my pressure on. him. You know what I mean? I, yo, man, I want to see you in one of these beat battles with these dudes, man. I need, I need to see a verses with the heat. <laughs> you know what? And you're probably the first person I'm talking to about it because a bunch of people ask me about it. It just got to be with the right person because. Like, so I'm a realist, man. At the end of the day, I know whose catalog is way crazier than mine, but I also know whose catalog don't stand up to mine and don't deserve to, to be in a versus with me. Right, right. Man, like, there's a lot of people that, like, let's just put it out there. Just Blaze's catalog is incredible. When people try to put me up with Just Blaze, they think because we did soul sampling and all that shit, Just got bona fide smashes with Usher and fucking, like, pop artists, and other crazy shit. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's not an even battle between me and Just. I give it to Just. If we're talking about hits... Now, if we're talking about street anthems, that's a whole different ballpark. Yeah. We're talking about hits in any genre. Just got that. By by all means. But there's a lot of people that I know I would give a run for their money. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's funny,
1: man. Like, I was talking to somebody and they will I was like yo who would you throw heat makers up against it was like ah I would love to see um heat makers versus a music
2: let's be real and this is I know it's good. if I say anything I don't want it to come across as hate or me cuz it never is that not at all going let to be real if we're talking record for record 20 records how is he going to compete
1: yeah I, I don't know cuz it's if like
2: I know he got joints but we're talk, I have joints that people really know. Like, when I say really know, like, oh, shit, I didn't know you did that. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't know, man. I just think that that's not a fair battle. I think they're thinking about beat battle like I'm hitting the pads, doing some crazy shit he's doing. We're not talking about that type of battle. Yeah. That's why they get the it fucked up. We're talking about a record for record. Oh, I remember that record. Oh, that was my shit. That, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about whose beat is harder. Like, we don't. All, all that don't matter. We're just talking about... I remember hearing this on the radio. Oh shit! I used to play this in the car all the time. I, that's what we talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm dying to see. I, I, I need I need to see this shit, man. I, I just feel like that would um. And what more- a lot of
2: people get to. A lot of people think all I got is Dipset records. That's where they are getting it fucked up. They don't know that I I produced from records from people all the way from Little Wayne to, to to Gucci Man. You know what I mean? To yeah. to Beyonce to.
1: You know what I mean, was, like I was just about to bring up the Wayne track, like um yeah. that that song won me an argument once. Like I was not, it wasn't an argument, it was a hip-hop debate. You know how that shit go. Right. But one of my man's he was saying, like, yo, the South won. And right. up little Wayne. And I was like, Okay, you know, we could like don't get me wrong, man. Wayne owned the 2000s. you know, the mixtape we when he came, he was killing them. But Wayne style. Wayne used to rap a certain way, and then after the Carter One, his flow changed. The Carter Two. This motherfucker had Heatmakers production on there.
0: Yeah, hard body, hard body. Carter, Carter, Carter. Carter. Yeah. Let's go, cash money, young money, motherfuck the Other side, they could with us if they won't. I bring them home a word to my mama. I'm gonna continue bombing. So, look at the you game.
1: It's like, come wasn't inspired by New York. So, if we inspired you, can you say that New York really lost, you know? So, but you helped me win the argument, man. I appreciate you for that, Wayne. Thank you. thank you for bringing <laughs>
2: up the argument. Nah, like, bro, I, I mean. A- even cannabis. Oh yeah, yeah, cannabis. I was early heat makers. Early, early, yo, bro, y'all,
1: y'all really got a lot of joints, man. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a campaign for it, man. We need to see you out there, big.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm with it, man. It just got to make sense. You know what they need to do too for people like me who, I mean, I got a bunch of like street records that. Hood niggas will know, like, I played certain shit that was just, like, like it took them through their high school years. They need to make a versus where it's just, for, for people that's not like the Scott Storches and the Neptune, make it, like, yeah. down to ten. Ten heaters back and forth. Yeah. Quick out. But
1: you know what? I think that's where it's going. Because they got versus TV. My money is on Tim and swiss creating an app where they own the platform where there's a whole bunch of them joints where it's just sound clashes and you know it's it's gonna be like on some youtube shit
2: yeah and it'll be all types of verses not just music it'll be anything
1: exactly. It'll be anything. but i'm like bro that bounty and beanie man
2: shit got me hype i know you've seen that one Seen pieces of it, man. I was in the I was in the crib with my daughter. I seen pieces of it, but everybody kept hitting me like, "Yo, it's the best! It's the best verses ever!" Yo,
1: hands down, that shit was like. You remember Sting and all them shits back in the day? Of course, bro. That shit felt like. What was that other one? Summer Splash.
2: <laughs> I Used to when I was DJing heavy, I I used to DJ with all of them, like Renaissance Sound. Um, I think I did a sh- one time I I did a show with with. I opened up when when Sting was, um, Sting International was performing fucking um, one time with Stone Love. I was opening up when Stone Love was about to play, like, I was doing the hip hop before they got on. You know, they do hip hop too. But the event that we was at, I was like the opener until they got on and they tore the shit down with reggae, hip hop, everything. But yeah, man. man, I gotta go watch that whole shit.
1: Bro, when fucking, I ain't gonna front. I thought Beanie was gonna smoke Bounty Killer. Like back in the day, Bounty Killer was my favorite dancehall artist. But you know Beanie, man, come on, like he, he's out here. You know what I mean? He's, he's damn in America. I'm talking about like gun lyrics, nobody can fuck with Bounty Killer on that. Yo, this motherfucker got it hype. You know what fucked it up? Because he started... I forgot about how many hip hop collabs Bounty Killer had. When he brought that shit out with him and Root, the Damager?
2: Yeah, you know what, you know, the, what the section I did here, I felt like Bounty, Bounty Killer felt like he had to cater to the American audience a little bit. Yeah. When he even have to, he don't understand how much American niggas are deep into his catalog. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, like, they did, they was doing
1: that shit off the dome. A lot of, I feel like a lot of the hip hop artists that came in, they had like a plan. Okay, if he plays this, I'm gonna play this. They was going off the cuff. Like, oh, I forgot you had that record with Lil' Kim. I went and switched this one up. So they got into a thing. But in the end, they freaking, they started going off the dome. They like Bounty Killer did a dub plate. I gotta go watch it now. Now I'm gonna go watch Bro, they started, yo, Beanie Man went Beanie Man's freestyle, Beanie Man's off the dome is like supernatural, bro.
2: I'm definitely gonna watch it.
1: Yeah, nah. That, that's that's something to kick back Papa Bala Savart or or Lakata and and you know just enjoy that one, man. But yeah, I ain't gonna take up too much of your time though, man. I appreciate you doing this shit. Real quick before we get out of here. Top five MCs of all time. Who you got? No particular order, right? No order.
2: No order. Um Jay. Uh Rakim. Uh uh, 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 uh I definitely gotta put Eminem in there. Uh, Andre, three thousand. It'd be kind of fucked up if I I didn't say Nas, did I?
1: Nah. All
2: right, let me. I'm gonna swap out Eminem and Nas, and I got fair, and I I gotta I gotta close it out. I gotta close it out with the God man. I gotta put the Godson in my top five. That's my Mm. top, my top five rappers all times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow,
1: that's a mean five, bro. We, Yo, please, man, if you could just work on putting together a posse cut with that group at some point in time in your career,
2: I would be very appreciative, man. Shit, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, fingers crossed, trying to get Nas on this this Contraband 3 from Fred Let's mm. try to pull some strings and see what's what, man. I think that'll be dope because I was one of his favorite artists and they never got a chance to do music. So I think if I could get that done, that'll be like a a gift to him. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That would be a, a great way to preserve his memory, man. Like let him out with another classic.
2: A million percent. And you know, I want to get project. I want to get push on this project. Fat Joe, obviously, because him and Fred were like brothers. Um, I'm gonna get Jim on the project. So we're gonna make it special, man. But I'm I, I want to get Nas. That's the that's the uh, on my wish list. Mm-hmm.
1: It's gonna happen, man. I can see it,
2: but yeah, bro. That's
1: all I got for you, man. Uh, until the next time, you know, I'm gonna I'm make sure we get another bottle of Savart to accompany that one. I, I don't want that one just collecting dust.
2: You gotta, man, I'm drink it. I'm, drink. I'm bringing it to the crib right now. I'm bringing yeah. it to the crib, right now. and I'm, I'm this one, you know, what happened to this one already. I'm gonna get this chilled in, in the refrigerator.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a a house staple right there. (laughs) Yeah, bro. But um, but good looking on this, man. You know, God bless and and be safe out there, bro. You too, my brother. All right, man, peace. Peace.
0: This was a moment in wine and hip-hop brought to you by Crew Love.